Hi everyone, Joy here. In this interview, I'm interviewing Marie. Now Marie is all the way from Canada. She's got her own store and she also has this very big passion for water and also for the environment. So please join her today. She's got some very good advice for new entrepreneurs. And also the other big thing that I really appreciate about her is that she has a very, uh, she doesn't like plastic in the environment. So she's doing her bit to save the environment with plastic bottles as much as possible. Um, and she's got some great tips on that actually. So uh, please join us for this interview everybody. It's going to be really awesome. Are you thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, but you're not exactly sure if that is for you? Or you have tried a few times, but you have failed? Or maybe you are currently on your journey, but you're not exactly sure you're taking the right path and if you're doing the right things. Follow along on this podcast where I will be sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you all. I will be sharing my successes, my failures, and also my challenges. The best part is I will also be interviewing fellow entrepreneurs that will be sharing their stories and their successes. This is my podcast, Entrepreneurial Journey, and I am Joy Nicholson. Okay. Hi, everyone. Joy here. As you guys know, I have started this podcast to interview fellow entrepreneurs and let them tell us about their journey. And today, I have Marie here. So she is from Canadian Kangen Water, and she's got a beautiful little store, and she's going to tell us all about that. Hi, Marie. Hi, Joy. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. This is so exciting. I'm looking yeah. at your store and I just have to say it is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Wow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's my second home now. <laughs> <laughs> it is so, so awesome. Um, I have Kangen water. I'm all about that. I drink it as well. And, you know, all of the beautiful stuff that goes with it. So I just have to say congratulations on doing this. I know what a, a great achievement that is. And it's, it's just really awesome. Well done. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Joy. <laughs> Not a problem. So can you tell the audience a little bit about you? You know, like, put business aside. What do you do for fun? What is your passions? What drives you? Well, um, I'm in Sylvan Lake, Alberta, which is a tourist town. I'm actually from the east coast of Canada. I'm from a small island called Cape Breton Island. And I moved out west about 20 years ago and I did the whole concrete jungle thing. And I think I was always ironically searching for water. Like I moved out into a big pile of dirt, <laughs> pretty much the Rocky Mountains. And I, um, yeah, I'm just obsessed with water. So I ended up moving to BC, British Columbia, for those of you who know Canada. Uh, wasn't super happy there. So I moved back to Alberta, but I moved to a lake town. So behind me, beyond the store, on the other side of that wall is a whole lake and we do everything from kayaking and stand-up paddle boarding we rent jet skis and boats um, just yeah just exploring kind of the lake I'm a real outdoorsy kind of person so there's lots of hiking and and water sports and my town is really little and so I'm really um, what would you say? I guess I'm, I'm interested in becoming a stronger and more, more valuable member of the community here. So I do lots of things like little meetings and, and entrepreneurs groups, and I meet with lots of other business owners. So that's kind of my passion right now. That's awesome. That is fantastic. And, um, and I'm also, I also live in a small town, so I know all about, you know, how communities need to be tied together, especially in small towns, because, you know, people have to be there for each other more, I reckon, than in big cities. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot more community-minded people around. 
that's that's fantastic that is, sounds so awesome and now i've got a very i would say a question that i get often um how can i put this i actually get asked this question quite often and it's like have you always been an entrepreneur or is that something that has you know like kind of bit you since you grew up or do you come from a family of entrepreneurs how did that come about well I'm definitely not from a family of entrepreneurs really my dad threw his hat in the ring a couple of times um but for the most part they were really employee mindset um but you know i i almost i, I used to pick blueberries in nova scotia we would all pick pick blueberries and we put them in uh margarine containers and then we go door to door selling blueberries um so i guess it kind of started there and then after that i ended up doing door-to-door -door sales for a couple of years in nova scotia um, moved out to Alberta, ended up as a waitress. And now a lot of people have, you know, their opinions on, on hospitality and the waitressing. But the thing that always appealed to me was that I could make my own paycheck. You know, nobody told me how much I was worth. And then I just accepted it. Um, I never did well at those jobs. I've done some of them, obviously. Um, but I always enjoyed an opportunity to basically create my own paycheck. So I went from waitressing and bartending, that sort of thing. And then I actually went into car sales. Again, the whole thread as I think about it is that that I will show you what I'm worth sort of feel. Um, so after I rose pretty high up in the car industry, um, ended up as a sales trainer um, and a marketing executive on that side, I thought it was finally time for me to branch out on my own and become a true entrepreneur. So this is, um, this is a new endeavor, but it also feels very at home, if that makes sense. That's awesome. What a great story that you've got there. That's so cool. Uh, and um, so is this the very first business that you've tried on your own or have you tried previous things before? Uh, my friend Lisa and I actually started a, bar, a mobile bartending company. So we used to do uh, specialty Caesars uh, with bacon and pickle juice and all sorts of crazy stuff in them. And we had our own little bar and we would go and we'd set up at people's lawn, like house parties, um, weddings, anything at home that they, they didn't have. A, and then we would serve everybody. We would have waitresses and, and that sort of thing. So we did that for a little while, about 10 years ago. Um, that was called Soul Circle. And then that didn't, you know, anything entrepreneurial. If, if you don't put the work in, it doesn't pan out. So we were busy and she was having kids and I was having careers and we just kind of lost track of it. Um, and then I started in the digital world about a year and a half, two years ago. So I started uh, doing lead generation. I was building funnels and building landing pages, pushing some social media action to it. Um, so yeah, that was, um, but I never found a passion for it, to be quite honest. Like I loved helping. I loved being that superhero for the small business sort of thing. And that's kind of where I took, scrounged up a little bit of passion for lead gen, but it, I didn't have that passion, you know? And, uh, and so when I finally stumbled upon this opportunity, which I've been kind of in and out and researching for the last year or so, it's been always on the back burner. I ended up bringing an Agic and Kangen water recently to the front burner and I turned all the other burners off. Um, so, so yeah, this is kind of my first real big serious 
four walls and me sort of endeavor. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I've got a question for you based on what you just said to me. You say that you, you know, you have a passion for the water. Now there's a big thing going around. Like if you're not passionate about something, you're not necessarily going to succeed in it. Do you agree with that statement? I would have to say I do. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a woohoo. I, I have like energy coming out of my bones. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and even beyond the whole woohoo thing before I was in car sales, I was actually a hypnotist. And so I have 11s printed on my wrist and it's all about your thoughts, creating your reality. And, and I used to talk to a lot of my clients about that. And I fundamentally believe that the things that you're passionate about is what you're thinking about. And then what you're thinking about, whether it's on a subconscious or a conscious level starts to become prevalent in your, in your space, right? Like there's a, what I used to always talk to my clients about was we only take in 10% of what is happening around us. So if you shift what you're thinking about, you shift your 10%, right? So and passion is how you shift, if that makes sense. Or that's at least what I think, yes. you know, I so agree. yeah. And I've always just been, I'm a water baby. I'm from an island. I live on a lake. You know, it, it was, it's funny that it took me 41 years to figure out <laughs> that I actually have a passion. <laughs> and <I> never. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm very thankful. <laughs> and it's not like it's too late either, because look at it, you're doing a really amazing. So that's fantastic. Oh, thanks, Troy. Now, now, how did you get the idea and the concept for your business? How did the whole Kangan and Magic thing start out for you? Well, I didn't want to do, and there's not nothing against anybody or whatever, but I didn't want, I wasn't fitting into the attraction marketing coming from the car business, you know, selling dreams. I didn't really understand like attraction. And so that just wasn't jiving with who I am. Um, and then the MLM style, I didn't want to go start talking, although I talk to anybody that'll listen to me about water, you know, I didn't want to go heavy into warm market MLM style marketing. Um, so when I was really putting this thought together and the passion for the product was increasing tenfold every day, like I'm into like, I'm into a lot of nerd TV and <laughs> I study a lot of, a lot of clinical studies and, and research and that sort of thing. So as my passion was building, I started to think, how can I do this differently than everybody else? So not that I'm the only little store owner in North America or the world by any means, um, but I wanted to do it a little bit differently where it was product focused and it was people coming to me um, where I could then take over as being kind of the, the educator of it all and then kind of let the sales come through that. You know what I mean? So this is just my quirky little way of doing reinventing the wheel. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. That's really, really cool. What is your, what is your current mission in your business? What do you, what do you hope to achieve? So I've broken down into some time frames here. Um, this is actually a pop-up store. So I'm only here until, uh, depending on how the season goes, September 1st or October 1st. And really it was a way for me to get more involved in my community, um, to start meeting the people that walk their dog every day and the people that are kayaking and just to kind of be in the heart of it. Um, so, so right now, one of my main 
my main concerns and my main things that I talk about in the store a lot is my distaste for, pardon the pun, bottled water. So what I did was I created my own little bottles here and I created the endless water bottle. So for people that are wandering around all the time, you know, all the locals, all the people that are visiting, instead of buying a disposable bottle of water for like four or five bucks that they drink and then it goes wherever, hopefully into recycling, hopefully not into the lake, but we don't know, right? I created the endless bottle. So the endless bottle is, has no limit to how many refills that you can fill up and you're filling up with hydrogen rich super healthy, super uber hydrating water. And I figure that I'm going to be responsible, not personally, because all my customers are part of this, um, for about 5,000 water bottles at least, um, awesome. staying out of our, our landfills, staying out of our garbage cans, even out of our recycling, and especially out of our lake. Yes, that is such an amazing initiative because I'm one of those people, I hate plastic bottles. I hate plastic. Um, we are very blessed in New Zealand here. A lot of the stores don't even use plastic bags anymore when you do shopping. So it's really, really, oh, it's very um, environmentally, you know, mindset based. And hearing your bottle story, it is so great. I might have to borrow that idea and introduce it to our little community because we, oh, we've got about 2000 people living in our town. So it's a small town and I just love your initiative. It is so amazing. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, and also, I mean, obviously you, you're all about water and bottles. So you know how bad water bottles is for the, you know, for like the oceans and how many animals inside kills. Well, that's it. And they say that even though we're all good about putting it into recycling and this and that, for different reasons, if you leave the top on it, the people at the recycling very often will throw it in the garbage instead of actually taking the top off of it. So there's a chance that only about 20% of disposable bottles are actually reaching a recycling point. A lot of them end up, 80% of them end up in our landfills. And we all know what that is, like as far as seeping into our water supply, because they do eventually biodegrade and what is in there you do not want to eat. Now, I do want to say, too, because I've had some people challenge me a little bit on the fact that, yes, my bottle is technically partially plastic. The reason that I did this was because I live on a lake town and I couldn't do glass um, because I don't want people little tiny toes getting cut up with Kangen water bottles. So I could not do glass as much as I wanted to do glass. I just... I couldn't do it. Um, and then I also researched out those steel water bottles. Um, you know, the stainless steel, double insulated and all that. The thing that I found out with those is they're not necessarily more environmentally sound is because they actually have to be recycled. <laughs> I think you know what I'm going to say here. Um, they actually have to be recycled through a metal recycler. Mm -hmm. So when they go into the curbside, they get thrown into the landfill as well. So I ended up going with plastic for tiny toe protection, as well as the fact that people actually know how to recycle these and they have a better option um, or a better, a better chance of actually hitting the recycling, right? Um, the other thing too is um, this is the highest grade plastic that I could find. I did a ton of research. It's actually even safe to put in the dishwasher. Okay. So all of the, the writing, everything, the, the plastic, this bottle, it, there's no limit on how many times you can fill it from the manufacturer's standpoint as well. That's amazing. And it's a beautiful water bottle. I mean, who would not want to spend money doing that and just fill it up all the time? I mean, well, that's it. Can you see the cloud? This is the cloud show? <laughs> I just poured it. 
um, and you can see the hydrogen cloud inside of it. So I'm drinking. Oh, cool! Cloud. And okay, well, while we, I've got, I don't have as cool, but I've got my magic water That's bottle. Just too. as cool. I love that bottle. <laughs> uh, so. Another big question for you, apart from the money, what is your biggest driving factor in your business at the moment? I think it's making a difference, to be honest. And I mean, not to be cheesy, but I had a, let's say today, like yesterday, I was in the worst mood. I was just like, just to be open, <laughs> like we had those moods and I just was not having a day. Um, I ended up getting a message from one of my clinical or my case studies. He took water two weeks ago um, a ton of it like I ended up he left with like 15 liters of water and he was taking it away to work he's a young guy nicest guy in the world and he gets chronic chronic migraines and he works on the rigs so in Canada on the rigs is the oil drilling it's 14 16 hour days of noise sun everything that migraine people don't want anything to do with and he still goes to work god love him with these migraines so he came in and we started talking i put him on 11.5 so he does two ounces of 11.5 in the morning two in uh, in the evening after work and then he drinks 9.5 uh kangen water all day he came back today two weeks ever since he took his first sip of kangen water has not had a migraine you know, and that cheered me up yesterday was to hear something like that. Like, even if this doesn't end up being anything that I know it's going to change my life, but that's not my focus. Yeah. If I can help, if I can help one person with every bottle, whatever it ends up being, if I can help the environment or if I can help somebody feel better. Um, I mean, we're looking at some serious research coming out right now for cardiovascular health, um, for digestive health, for uh, even for um, for cal caloric intake and, and weight loss and, di and dieting, um, not to mention your blood glucose levels are all being moderated by this hydrogen water. If I can change people's lives, introducing them to something that helps them not only live better, but to feel better and to share it with other people, then I think I found my niche. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Now, I love geeking out about pH and water levels you know like your body can you please tell people let's gig out a little bit and i hope that the audience uh, that. you know we don't lose them <laughs> because sometimes when you get to technically lose people what exactly is 11.5 and what exactly is you know the 2.5 and on a scale you know between acidity and alkaline what is good for your body let's let's gig out a little bit <laughs> So I try to stay away from alkaline and alkalized because there's so much out there right now of True. studio science coming out with different, you know, for and against. So I try to stay away from that. I break it down into the idea of pH. So pH standing from my understanding of the, um, uh, the potential for hydrogen. So the higher the pH, the higher the potential for hydrogen. So all of my studies are coming from the, um, the molecular hydrogen kind of, of path, right? Of what is hydrogen doing in our bodies? So, so that being said, hydrogen is created in your gut flora. So if you have a really active flora, 
then your hydrogen, it's kind of like little flora farts. <laughs> so, and your gut makes, you can make up to 10 gallons. Uh, is it, no, get liters. 10 liters of hydrogen can come out of a healthy gut every day. Wow. Now, if you have, let's say maybe you took antibiotics, you know, antibiotics can kill your gut flora for up to two years. Yep. You can be recovering from antibiotics. Mm -hmm. um, so now if you're not, if your gut flora is not doing anything, it's not producing the hydrogen and hydrogen has a, a very important role to play in homeostasis. If you're not getting it, then this is a way for you to sneaky put in a little bit of extra hydrogen to to kickstart that gut flora action, right? And to kickstart what's happening. Now, I mean, if we go right into free radicals and hydroxyl radicals, which we might lose the audience at that point, um, but a hydroxyl radical is a water molecule that has lost one of its hydrogens. So you're left with an OH, an oxygen hydrogen. An OH is also called a hydroxyl radical. A hydroxyl radical is kind of esteemed in the community as being one of the most detrimental radicals possible. And the reason that it, it is, is because it'll go in and it'll reprogram other cells that it comes in contact with yeah. to multiply instead of, instead of um, self-destruct. Yeah. So if a cell has a mutation of some sort, they're programmed by God or whoever, our amazing bodies, to just poof, gone, self-destruct. Now, if a hydroxyl radical has been in there reprogramming like a little computer virus, it'll reprogram that mutated cell to multiply, right? So that's why we need more hydrogen in our bodies, because when you put the hydrogen into your system, the hydrogen will go and seek out these hydroxyl radicals because they're unbalanced. They'll, it'll put another hydrogen onto that OH, making an H2O. So you're actually making water within your body, which that blew me away. The water nerd, I was like, what? Like, that just, <laughs> that just blew me away. So, so really, if anyone's going to do any research or, you know, if you're really going to dive into this, it's the, I use the, uh, the Molecular Hydrogen Institute with Tyler LeBaron. That's a huge resource of clinical and preclinical studies um, from unbiased. It's not, hey, go to an Agix website or anything and look at our clinical studies, although that is possible. Um, I'm looking at unbiased clinical studies with LeBaron as well as the NCBI, which is the National Center of Biohacking Institute, and that's coming out of the United States. So there's a lot of, lot of research out there, guys. If you're open to having a look at it, I think you'll find that hydrogen is going to be a major player in health and wellness in the next couple of years. The, the science is finally catching up to mm -hmm. the testimonials of all the people for 45 years that couldn't explain why they feel so good, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. I absolutely love that. And yes, I know that you've geeked out completely on these things and I hope the audience don't mind the geek out completely. I'm in love with that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I love the science, right? It's, so awesome. it's just fascinating stuff. It's fascinating how the human body works and how we need certain things to survive. It's just fascinating. It really is. Yeah. Now, how do you, what do you um, contribute to your success? What is the thing that you feel making you, what makes you successful? I'd say I'm just, I, can, I feel like right now, Joy, I'm completely in alignment with who I am. You know, like when I was selling caravans, it was like, you know, I love the people, 
I, absolutely. I love your little itty bitty babies and I want to count how many there are and find out how many seats we need and all of that. But I just didn't. And I love this, that part of it. Like sales has always been people for me. Um, you know, sales comes from providing something that somebody needs. Right. And I think I lost kind of my glimmer for the car business. And, uh, when I found a magic and I found Kangen, I realized that I could make a difference in people's lives, um, as well as my own. And I would say that's probably, I'm just in alignment with who my soul is. Like, honestly, I feel like I have 11s on my wrist. I see 11s everywhere. And whenever I talk water, or I have water on the mind, or I've got the store on the mind, I see 1111 on every clock, everywhere I see it. And I, that's just a signal to me that I'm doing something that's right for my soul. If that, not to get too deep there, but. <laughs> that's amazing. It's such a great answer. I love it. And it's, it's something that we don't always think of, you know, like if you feel like you're in alignment, everything just goes, it just automatically flows in your life. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I'm going to give you, I can say your, your two minutes of fame. Where can people find your store? You know, where can they, um, you know, if they want to get in touch with you with Kengan, just, you know, give us a little bit. We will drop links on the bottom as well. So people can just go click on your links and so on, but just tell people a little bit more about, you know, how they can find you. Yeah, for sure. So the store is located in Sylvan Lake, Alberta. Um, it's halfway in between Calgary and Edmonton, Alberta, if you have any Canadian viewers out there. Um, it's called Canadian Kangan Water, and I operate a Facebook page, obviously. Um, I share a lot of the clinical side of things. That's kind of my passion, you know, is to share all of the different things that I'm finding um, from the clinical studies and the research. So go over to Canadian Kangan Water. Um, give me a hello over there. Have a look through some of the research and let me know if you would like to see something if there's a particular particular thing that's bugging you if you would like to me to reach out to some of the scientists that I have in my circle to see if there's any information about whatever that is um, if if it's I don't know just whatever you've got going on feel free to reach out to me um, come over onto my page and check it out um, my phone number is there you can email me um, you can video chat me I am really accessible and my whole passion is about sharing knowledge and sharing water so if I can't help you I'll find the people that can and if I'm not close to you then I have a huge network of people and I'll try to find you someone that's close to you so you can try it so um, it all comes from a really good place and if you come over to my page you'll probably get to learn a few things <laughs> awesome thank you um, and we'll definitely yeah we'll pop a link to your Facebook page on the bottom um, definitely yeah, awesome. can reach out to you now a very last question or almost a bit of a statement what is the piece of advice that that you would give a, a startup entrepreneur um, in life you know what is that something that that you would give somebody to say when I want to start their own business but they're sitting on the fence about doing it what is that something that you will you will tell them trust your gut you know um, and pick something pick something like I've said here today that you're passionate about that you don't chase the dollar you know as far as somebody telling you this is going to make you the most money or forex is going to make you whatever's going to make you the most money find something that actually aligns with who you are as a person with your morals and your values who that you can jump full on into 
you know, and, and focus. That my first year, I was doing everything. I was building landing pages. I was like doing coaching. I was all over the place. And you know what? That's where I ended up was just all over the place until I actually picked something that really felt right. And I focus completely. And I mean, I'm in the online community. I still get the business opportunities in my inbox every day. And I just have to stay strong and let them know that right now I'm completely focused on this one thing. And yeah. then if you master that, if you master whatever it is that you're focusing on, then move on and add it together, right? Like the, where I came from lead gen, yes. now I lead gen for my own business. You know, but fill your treasure chest. Don't think of all the things that you, that, you, that you look at online as being a waste of time, but pick one if you've been that, that person and pick your favorite and focus on it and, and use all the rest of the tools that you gathered along the way to really take that one and make that one your signature. That is like the best advice. And interesting enough, I listened to a very powerful go live yesterday with a very successful guy. I actually did, um, you should know the OFA challenge. I've got the t-shirt on actually today. Um, and I did an OFA challenge with him back in February. And he's really just, his business has been booming. I'm not going to mention his name just in case, but um, okay. I watched a very powerful go live yesterday from him. And he said exactly that, you know, find the one thing and then just focus on that one thing. Because as entrepreneurs, we tend to just be all over the place and then you fail because you just and I am guilty of that you know I was exactly yeah. that you know you just do too many things and then you're like oh, I don't know what to do next but um yeah that's great advice thank you so much that is I I completely get that and yes that's a good lesson <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah I learned it the hard way <laughs> so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for this interview. I really appreciate your time. Your store, again, is absolutely beautiful. I love the colors. I love your little plant there. I absolutely am in love with your water bottles. I think they're amazing. So that's awesome. And I see you've got your little demonstrations there at the back with the... Um, yes, I was, showing, um, I was showing people what comes off tomatoes today. Um, as far as... Here, I'll grab it. Yeah, we were... So the 11.5 is a degreaser. Um, so what it does is it emulsifies oil. Mm -hmm. And when you put it on fruits and vegetables, a lot of our fruits and vegetables have oil-based pesticides and herbicides and stuff on them so that they're water resistant, so that they don't wash away in the rain, right? Um, so washing them with tap water, nothing ever came off of them. I used to do it. Like, I don't know. I guess they're clean. Maybe they came clean. <laughs> they did not come clean. No. Then is yeah this is um an example of 11.5 and what came off of the tomatoes there's no smell on it um but there's something there so that is oil-based pesticides herbicides all sorts of sides that you can melt off of your fruits and vegetables that alone for me made that machine pay for itself over and over and over because i don't need to buy organic um because i don't trust it organic as much as i trust this Yes. And uh, yeah, it definitely um, is probably my favorite water trick. But come to my page and you'll see all, all sorts of water tricks. <laughs> so I like and that's um i completely agree with the the grossness on it and did you know and you should know this for the audience um one straw one strawberry has up to 20 different pesticides on it you're kidding i've never heard that before oh wow i'm gonna have to look into it i've seen the water off of strawberries and it is 
not something you would want to drink. <laughs> I can tell you that. So my question for everybody, is it something you want to eat? You know, like, yeah, apparently strawberries has a lot of um, animal and human waste on them as well. So what I use for thinking about that is the 2.5. The 2.5 is um, uh, antibacterial and it'll clean E. coli, it'll clean botulism, salmonella, it'll clean the flu virus, it'll clean any bacteria off of your fruits and vegetables. So when you have a semi-rational fear of romaine lettuce, then you can actually wash your romaine lettuce in 2.5 and know that you're eating the cleanest lettuce possible. And then I rinse it with 11.5 and my fruits and vegetables last like five times longer in my fridge than they used to. So yeah. I'm saving money that way too. Yeah. No, that's awesome. We were supposed to finish this and I had to, I had to see that tomorrow thing because I know because I've done that before and it's just, it's just gross. But yeah, go to do the research on the strawberry. It is, it is gross. <laughs> well, come on over to my page and I will uh, this weekend clean some strawberries right here in the store on a live. That'll so be, yeah. maybe I'll do it on Saturday. I'll go get some strawberries and I want to try blueberries as well. Mm -hmm. Apparently blueberries have a lot of gunk on them as well. Mm -hmm. So I'll be cleaning berries on Saturday. So uh, stay tuned on my live too. And uh, maybe you can pop onto one of my lives sometime, Joe. I will be there. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having, you know, for being on my interview. I really appreciate your time and um, great talking to you. Yeah, you too, Joy. I will talk to you soon. Gotcha. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great experience. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye.